Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey, y'all. I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. Season four has been all about the uh, series that are coming out on Disney Plus uh, from Marvel. And that is because, well, if you know me, that's like my number one fangirling thing of all times is the MCU. Um, and I'm so excited because we've had a little break after Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And now we get to jump into the series I think most of us fans have been waiting for. Some of us have been waiting for this since like what forever Thor one came out yeah right <laughs> um i mean it's uh, honestly like when we met loki some of us were immediately buying in going we need a whole movie with this guy um so it's very exciting that it's finally kind of coming to fruition in this really cool way uh now just a reminder if you're new around here or haven't had a moment yet to leave a five-star rating or a review uh, i would appreciate you doing so it helps other fangirls and fanboys find us and everybody likes to talk about exciting stuff like this with somebody and that's why we do this kind of recapping each episode and we just got we just got to get it out we just got to get it out and it's you know it's no fun to fangirl alone so definitely like invite your friends okay um my friend Ashley is here and Ashley's actually been with me all season long. So welcome, Ashley. And thank you for hanging in there with me. This has been a lot of fun. Oh, I've, I've had such a blast. Like, I obviously I love fangirling the Marvel uh, Cinematic I Universe. Know you do. And I've been super, <laughs> Loki has always been my number one show since they made all the announcements. So I'm so excited that we're here and we can talk Loki now. Yes. And so, Ashley has a little aspect of her fangirl and fandom that I don't possess and I think is going to be very helpful, particularly with this series, is that she is not just an MCU fan like I am. She is also a big comic book geek. So she knows a lot of like what these things are that we're seeing in these series that I don't know what that is. And in fact, um, just a, this is not a spoiler. I'm not going to like tell you guys anything about it, but um, Ashley and I both received uh, advanced screeners. So we've seen episode one and two. We are only going to talk about episode one today. So don't worry. Um, We're not going to like jump in, jump ahead, but there are things that have happened that literally, as soon as I finished watching them, I said, Ashley, who was that? Ashley, what is this? Ashley, (laughs) explain to me. Uh, So she's my own, my little personal gift to you is that you get access to Ashley um, if you are not a comic book person and you also need to know who these people are or what is happening here or why that matters or, you know, what, I mean, well, what's the, what's about this clock? Like, who was that clock? When we saw that on the uh, on the poster for Loki, I was immediately like, somebody tell me who this clock is, because I don't get it. Um, all that will be revealed. Ashley's going to break it down for us. She's going to come from the comic book angle and tell us a little bit of those things that some of us who are just MCU fans maybe didn't catch or didn't know. Um, Ashley, tell us a little bit about yourself, where we can find you online, in case anybody would like to read your other writings. Awesome. Well, hi, everyone. I'm Ashley Saunders, and you can find me on my website with ashleyandco.com, on Twitter, at that Ashley Aaron, and I'm also over at cbr.com, sharing nerdy theories and doing breakdowns over there. And if you want to talk Marvel Weekly, I co-host a Twitter chat 
hashtag Marvel Mondays at noon Eastern yes. time. And yeah, oh, and I'm also a co-host of a podcast with Jana, who's also been on the show with me, uh, Geek Girls Universe. So, Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. Go, so go give them a follow and uh, you can find it Ashley in all those places. Uh, like I said, if you um, are new, new around here or aren't sure what this is all about, what we do is we're going to recap and discuss uh, Loki every week after it comes out. Um, usually these episodes will, will probably be posted like probably by Monday uh, the following. That way it also gives everybody a little bit of chance to watch it. But I don't know. It might be sooner because Loki comes out on Wednesdays versus Fridays. So who knows? Maybe I I won't say Ashley because she always has her ish together. Um, but I will throw this on myself. <laughs> I don't. And so hopefully our schedule works out and we can get together a little sooner and maybe we can like aim for Friday episode drops. But TBD, just hang in there. If you hit subscribe, it'll show up in your podcast um, <laughs> listening um, app. And that's all you need to know is that every week we are going to talk about Loki. And it's going to be very spoilery and uh, just basically run down the recap of the episode. All right. Does that cover everything? I think so. All right. So we want to start, though, first. Um, I actually had uh, somebody request this, and I apologize that, again, I blame myself. I was not able to get my ish together. Um, but we had somebody in our Facebook group, uh, which is No Guilt Disney Pod, if you're interested in joining that, who uh, reached out and she said, what would be awesome is if we could do a whole backstory of Loki in the MCU. Um, this is this actually request came from Jen. Hey, Jen. And I said, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. I'll get with Ashley. I'll do it. And I didn't do it. So Jen, this is for you. <laughs> We're going to give a little brief rundown of this um, character and what we know about him up to this point. And um, just a small spoiler alert right here, right up front. This matters for this movie, at least in this first episode that we, or I call it a movie, this series, this first episode that we saw, they absolutely had some moments and some callbacks to previous Lokiisms and Loki situations that I think, I think are going to be super important. I think it's going to play out across the, the course of this um, series that some of that history of him is going to matter. So... As always, if you haven't seen those movies and you are curious what you should watch to understand Loki or what movies you know feature him, I have a list of that. It's on my blog. I will link it in show notes for you. But we're also going to talk just briefly kind of about who he is and what's up with Loki for you to kind of give you an edge going into this. Um, okay, so Ashley, tell me what you love about Loki. Oh, gosh. Um, so Loki's a favorite of mine. Uh, from the comics, from mythology. Uh, if you don't know, Loki, Thor, Odin, all of them are based on Norse mythology. It's kind of where they get their godly names. Some of the storylines have been tweaked for the comics, um, which is fine. And that's super complicated, and I'm not going to go into those changes. But know that they're right, 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 right. part of <laughs> Norse mythology, and I'm a big like mythology nerd. So I just nerd out over Thor and, and Loki. And um, yeah, I mean, how can you not love him? First of all, it's Tom Hiddleston playing Loki. And I don't think there's anything I've seen Tom in that I would that I don't like, you know, simply because it's him and he's so charming and he's so brilliant in his acting and Loki is just a 
mischievous scamp, as he called himself. Um, He's lovable. And it's funny because even when he's at his worst, I still find things about him that I love. And I've never pegged him as a villain. He's just a very complicated anti-hero who sometimes makes bad choices. Yes, which I think we can all see a little of ourselves in in Loki. I mean, hopefully we're more on the side of making better choices most of the time that every now and <laughs> yes. then makes a bad one. But, you know, you can see, because I, I, I kind of give him that grace as well. I'm on that same camp with you. I never, ever, like, hated Loki. I was never mad at Loki. I was just like, why are you doing this, Loki? Come on, man, um, mm-hmm. throughout his whole history in the MCU. And as you watch the movies and as you learn about his history and his background, you start picking up that he is, as you put it, very complicated. Um, and I think that one thing that we have to give, we have to give all that credit, at least I'm going to give all the credit to, is to Tom Hiddleston and the way he portrayed 100%. this character. Um, I, I can't, just when I think Hiddleston, I think Loki. I hope he doesn't hate that. I know he's done plenty of other amazing uh, shows and works that he's just fabulous in, but he is Loki and he, it just would not have been the same with a different actor uh, in this role. So, uh, and also guys, if you have not listened to um, the story of my friend Julia meeting Tom Hiddleston and her fangirl uh, episode, we did a fangirling of Tom Hiddleston. Just look back on your, on your player. I, I just republished it actually, but we originally put it out, I don't know, two years ago, maybe at this point, but I just republished it because I thought it was timely and I thought you would need an introduction to, the amazing Julia because she's also going to guest on this series um, later on as we go on. Um, We're letting her watch this episode first um, because like I said, Ashley and I got to see it a little bit ahead of time. And so we're recording this a little bit ahead of time, but we'll bring Julia on and you guys will be able to get, uh, you know, get her impressions as somebody who is just probably the biggest Tom Hiddleston fan that I know. Um, <laughs> and uh, I know that she's just been like training for this show her entire life. And I don't think that's an exaggeration whatsoever. Um, okay. So Loki, uh, he is the brother of Thor. Mm-hmm. He is, uh, well, let's correct that. He is the adopted brother of Thor. So explain a little bit of their family ex- situation and, and history um, for those that don't know. Okay. So Loki was an infant abandoned in Jotunheim, which is the realm of the frost giants in um, the Thor mythology. And Odin rescued him and raised him alongside Thor. And he didn't know any better. He just thought he was another son of Odin. He was called, you know, he wasn't called Loki Odin's son like Thor was, but he always was, you know, Odin's son. However, he was very close to his mother, not Odin. Um, in the events of Thor, the first Thor movie, Loki finds out that he's actually a frost giant and not an Asgardian. And yeah, so it's complicated. <laughs> it's a complicated history. But Thor loves him as a brother. Frida loves him as a son. Odin is not the best dad, so I don't really think we should talk about how he feels. But we do know by the <laughs> end in Ragnarok, uh, which is the third Thor movie, that Odin does refer to Loki and Thor as his sons, plural. So even though he is the adopted brother of Loki, they are very much a family unit and they bicker 
like siblings do, but, you know, mm-hmm, godly mm-hmm. siblings who happen to also have godly powers. <laughs> yes, yes. And there's um, there's some references to their very complicated history that come up in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, again, you know, I, I don't think it's... I don't think it's so deep that you're that as a new person, you're not going to catch or understand. But one thing to point out um, that I think is important is that he absolutely always loved his brother, even if they were, you know, bickering and fighting quite a bit, but he always had his brother's back and he always loved him. So Loki and Thor, Thor and Loki, like they go together. Um, And then Mm -hmm. uh, Frigga, like he and his mom were tight, like super tight. If he loved anybody more in the world than Thor, it was definitely her. Mm -hmm. And um, those things are just things you need to know about this guy uh, before we go forward. Now, in the early Thor movies, you know, he's kind of more the bad guy and trying to... um, you know, take over the world and he comes to New York and makes a hot mess of things. And mm-hmm. um, so Loki gets to play up the villain aspects. And then later through the MCU, things shift and we get a different side of Loki. He's still playful. He's still that mischievous scamp, um, as you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he does he does have some, some changes. And what I find fascinating is how he, he as a character has changed over the course of the MCU. And then now, now they're feeding us. They are feeding us so well. They are giving us this story that's all playing off of timelines. And I mean, I've got I've got thoughts as to where things could be going with all of this, but I also don't want to play that game because I got burned so badly <laughs> with WandaVision, uh, if you remember. So maybe that's, we'll keep that off the podcast. You and I can talk about that separately, but um, but I am very curious to see what happens because even in this episode, there was some discussion of the timeline of his life and you could see this progression and you could see it affecting him. And it was so freaking cool. It was so brilliant. It was so smart. It was it was so Tom Hiddleston. Like it was just so good. Um, so, all right. That being said, anything else like that you feel like we need to mention particularly um, about Loki, uh, oh, well, he dies. We can, that's not a spoiler. He no. dies at the end of, um, which movie is it? Is it uh, Infinity? He dies oh, at the beginning of Infinity War. Thank you. The beginning of Infinity War. So that is something to know. Loki had a story that we thought was complete. And then, like I mentioned, this whole series plays with timeline and plays with time. So, hmm. What's Who it, knows, right? Right. Well, what's important to note if you're, kind of like wait what by what we just said um this is not the loki that died brought back to life this series follows 2012 loki which is the loki that is in the first avengers movie so this is thor the loki that messed up new york yes so the (laughs) so if you're thinking movies the first thor movie has occurred avengers has occurred none of the rest have occurred as far as this loki's life is concerned Mm-hmm. Um, we pick up this show picks up right where we last saw him, which was alive in 2012 in Endgame when the Avengers traveled back in time to get the Tesseract for their time heist. <laughs> and he absconds with the Tesseract because, you know, the Hulk had to take the stairs and the Hulk hates the stairs, you know, oversimplification, oversimplification of events, but that's what happened. And so, yes, you got to remember this is 2012 Loki. He's still kind of, very mischievous. He hasn't grown yet to be the more heroic. Um, again, the anti-hero. 
who kind of still does things for his own, you know, applause, but at the same time is a good guy by the end of Ragnarok and beginning of Infinity War. So, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely still a very immature Loki um, when this series starts and opens up. So let's jump into that. All right. And uh, the series starts and they come up with the first, you know, they come up with the little hashtag or not hashtag, but the screening notification for us that this is New York City 2012, Mm -hmm. which... You also saw some of these scenes, or basically all of this, right, was in um, Endgame. Yes. Um, and so it's starting off from that episode. If you have seen Avengers Endgame, then you'll recognize where we are starting the action, which also, if you saw Avengers Endgame, you knew <laughs> that mm-hmm. this is where we were going to end up and where we were going. Yes. Um, okay, so I'm going to let you talk about what's happening and you know drive the bus and i'll jump in when i need to ask questions all right so like i said we're starting in 2012 with loki this is after he is defeated by the avengers and we saw an end game that he gets his hands on the tesseract thanks to the meddling of the avengers the future avengers trying to get the past avengers tesseract i know that sounds super confusing if you haven't seen it however the thing you need to know is loki escapes and that was the last we saw of him so they show that you hear thor kind of Uh, I guess, in the distance, so to speak, going, Loki, like, where are you? Like, he sees that he's disappeared. Or we know that he sees that he disappeared. So Loki ends up in the Gobi Desert in Mongolia. And he introduces himself the same way he introduced himself in Avengers. I'm Loki of Asgard, and I'm burdened with glorious purpose. And in a hilarious, to me, it was kind of like a callback of Ragnarok when Hela introduces herself to the Asgardians and they're like, whoever you are. And she's like, whoever I am, like, weren't you listening? These people are like, (laughs) who, why are you here? And he's about to say something or, you know, just be like, whatever and leave. But then the TVA shows up and he's like, all right, well, whatever I'm out. And he's like, I'm going to take Tesseract and leave. However, the TVA, they're pretty powerful. They don't look like it. He certainly doesn't think they are, right? He's like, I'm done with people in armor trying to tell me what to do today. So, like, I'm out. And she hits him with, like, a time stick that slows time down for him, but not for her. And she wraps a time collar around Loki's neck. And I know you've seen that in the uh, previews and trailers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically, it's... It, it controls him, right? If he tries to run away, they can basically rewind his time, just his time, right? Not anybody else's. Rewind him back to where they need him to be. And what I loved about like that, that little callback in the beginning where, you know, it's very clever how they're giving those of us who are nostalgic and love Loki like we do. You know, hi, I'm Loki and I'm burdened with glorious purpose. And it's one of his, you know, favorite most famous lines that he's ever had out there. And I was like, yes. And then what what I love so much about this is that in on one hand, I'm like, okay, it's 2012 Loki still. Like we've seen this Loki before. But as this whole episode progresses, there's some shift. There's some change. There's some things that happen that give us a little bit different kind of Loki by the end of that first episode. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I was digging that. I love that they started though with this 2012 Loki, right? Right. That arrogant, like 
I'm a god. Yes, that attitude, that literal, <laughs> like he's repeating the line that has worked, you know, on women and anybody else, you know, over the years. Um, he's dropping his same, yes. yeah, he's dropping his same lines, you know, left and right, right? And uh, he thinks that's going to work. And it, spoiler, does not. Um, so, okay. So time the TVA has jumped in, they are doing their thing. And he has this collar now around his neck. And uh, this is probably one of my favorite little sequences of this whole in-processing of Loki to the TVA and what happened here. <laughs> it was just it was just making me laugh because it was like relatable in so many ways, but um, it was you know it, very it was hilarious for sure. <laughs> it was it was funny. It was it was it was it was good stuff. So um, he shows up at the TVA. There's questions, and you know, of course, he still is like, "Do you not know who I am?" and whatever. Right. And they're like, "No, we don't." You know, <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so he ends up before a magistrate. He ends up before a judge, and they ask him, "Are you guilty or not?" Um, again, some great, great, well delivered lines there uh, as he talks about what he's guilty of and what he's not guilty of. Oh, and so what's interesting is so that's Renslayer that he ends up in front in front of. Okay. And she in the comics is connected to Kang the Conqueror, who is the villain for Ant-Man 3. Uh mm-hmm. See, okay, smart. So you might want to keep an eye on her. And when um Just putting it out there. It was during this in process of things, I think, when um he is talking when he's being told a little bit about what the TVA is and whatnot, I caught that they said basically timelines and multiverse was mentioned a few times. And and as the explanation of what they're trying to stop and what they're trying to change and what they're trying to do comes out. It definitely sounds to me like possibly we're setting up for multiverse of madness. Like this could impact or flow into that storyline, that Dr. Strange movie that's coming out. Mm -hmm. Am I on the right path? Do you think? I think so. Um, I think there's, there's some stuff going on at the TVA that not everybody's aware of, and I think it'll become clear. And I think it's totally going to play into the multiverse of madness. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. I love, I love when Marvel connects everything. So that makes me happy. Uh, Okay. Uh, So he's in front of Renslayer. She basically pronounces him guilty. Mm -hmm. She, but well, what, what I found funny really quickly is that when she asked him if he's guilty, first of all, she, when she said, how do you plead? He's like, gods don't plead. I just, I laughed. So, <laughs> I was like, oh, Loki. <laughs> but uh-huh, he, uh-huh. he goes to blame the Avengers. He goes, if it, anybody, it was them. They time traveled. And I wonder, and I'd love to get your opinion. Do you think he said it just to try to get out of trouble, as in he knows he time traveled? Or does he actually realize that they had time traveled and somehow messed up themselves because he says that to her no he he definitely knows that they time traveled because later he says you can smell two tony stark's colognes a mile away or something along those lines so he definitely had caught on yeah that that you know there was something going on in that moment when he took the test rack it wasn't just oh wait this happened to fall at my feet i'm gonna snag it and i'll figure this out later like he's quick enough he was Mm -hmm. firing on all all cylinders that I think he figured out that there was some time travel situation happening going on at that moment. And so, yeah, I think he was trying to throw them all under the bus to, to, you know, 
<laughs> yes, like go after them. Yeah. Like I'm just me. Like I'm not worthy. The Avengers are who you really right. Want. Look at those jerks. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Go get I, Tony. I, go get I, both Tony Starks yeah. with his with this cologne. <laughs> I agree. I thought he knew. Actually, I kind of thought he knew in Endgame too because. He just he you know Loki observes. It's he even says mm-hmm, that later mm-hmm. on. Yep, he does. Yes, about it might be this up. Ep- it might be the second episode, but he talks about observing and how he's just he learns so many things by listening. So, but what I find funny for everybody who's like, uh, I guess the people that have complained about the time traveling and in game when he says that to her, her response is, "Well, it was supposed to happen with them. You, however." It was not supposed to happen. So I'm like, oh, that's how they're going to explain it. So Marvel's just basically like, we did it because we could do it. So get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Which I'm not one of the people that was like mad about the time travel. So it wasn't me that they were talking to. Nope. It, it didn't bother me. But yes. Yeah. Yes. So he's pronounced guilty and sentenced to be reset. And we kind of think that resetting means completely obliterating <laughs> because that's kind of what happened to the other guy who was running his mouth in the lobby. Um, and because Mobius does tell him, I just saved you from death. So mm-hmm. pretty sure resetting is a nicer way of saying, yeah, yeah, you're dead. So Mobius saves him because he's been chasing this variant. That's actually one step ahead of the TVA and taking out their field agents, their Minutemen. And okay, and the variant, the variant is basically what they're saying is is a change in the timeline, like something that shouldn't be happening yes. happens in the timeline, and that's what a variant is. And there's a whole like spiel that they kind of explain who a, what a variant mm-hmm. is in the show. So y'all will all know this by the time you're listening to this, because I doubt anybody's listening to us talk about it if you <laughs> haven't watched it. But you know what? If you like spoilers, I love spoilers, so maybe maybe that's you. But I just wanted to point that out. That's what a variant is. So when we say the variant, the variant. It's something that shouldn't be there. shouldn't be in the time. Right. And it's a play on words for comic books because there's mm-hmm. variants of the characters in comics, you know, and mm. and, and this show is going to play heavily on variants in comics. So just, you know, just again, little side note, little bit of information. So, yes, there is a variant on the loose that they that is dangerous. This variant is taking out their agents they're stealing uh, the time resets. So whenever the TVA shows up to fix a timeline, they set a reset charge and it kind of, and it, that's exactly what it does. It resets or as Loki points out, obliterates things within a certain radius uh, to quote unquote, fix the timeline so that it can then heal itself. That is the whole point of uh, the reset charges, but this variant is killing the Minutemen and taking the reset charges. That's obviously a problem for the TVA. So Mobius is hopeful that Loki is just the person he needs to catch this variant. But what happens is he pulls Loki into uh, the time theater and they've shown that in the trailers where he's sitting in front of like a little old school looking like iMac screen, but basically watching some events of his life to try to be like, this is you, Loki. And I love the D.B. Cooper scene. 
which is oh hysterical. My gosh. He's like, okay, I lost so, the bet to Thor. Like, what do you want? Yes, <laughs> yes. I I am a huge, massive, like, unsolved mysteries dork. Like, all, all my podcasts pretty much revolve around true crime, unsolved mysteries, the weird and the unexplained, the paranormal, you know, all of that cool <laughs> stuff. Like, I'm totally into this. So the whole D.B. Cooper thing in the very first trailer where we saw that I was like, wait, wait, wait. Loki is D.B. Cooper, Cooper and then literally that's what they gave us i was in love i was in love so much with that little snippet of information and then at the end when he's like what i lost it i lost a bet to thor i i just died it was just it was so great it was so wonderful but this this timeline of of, of loki's life that they showed that is him as a younger loki um mm-hmm. you know being very mischievous right and yes. doing something that you know was a little crazy and that's the whole db cooper story and if you don't know db cooper story go google that because <laughs> it's kind of crazy and it's a lot of it's there's a lot of like conspiracies out there as to what actually happened because the truth is we don't know what actually happened with this guy who hijacked this airline mm-hmm. um all right. So yes, loved that. And this was this was I think the scene that I mean I was obviously all in from the moment they told us that there was a Loki series coming, but this was the series of scenes that really started my mind clicking and going, oh, oh, I see what we're playing with here. I see what we're doing here. I see what the construct is going to be um when it comes to his life and his timeline and um, everything. And it was, it was also really great for a fan service point is that there's, you know, exposition where they're kind of explaining who Loki is and what his experience was like through his life. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, this whole scene was really great. The DB Cooper thing was just the icing on the cake, but even, you know, more fascinating and interesting was him seeing the stuff that hasn't happened yet. Oh, it was heartbreaking. It was, it was so, it was gut wrenching. It just wanted to rip your. I mean, Marvel just reached in there, said, "Hi, this is mine." And they took your heart out mm-hmm. and they threw it on the ground, and they Hulk smashed it all over the place. Yes, and then tried to tried to give it back to you. And it's like, "Hi, here, you might need this later," <laughs> um, because it was it was really heartbreaking and it was really well done and just just beautiful. But yeah, you know, we see um, him watching what has happened through all these movies that, you know, he hasn't experienced yet. Cause again, we're talking 2012 Loki, but they're going to go ahead. The TBA goes ahead and kind of psychoanalyzes them and tries to push these buttons. I did enjoy that. Um, can we also talk real quick? Not real quick. We got to talk about him more, but Owen Wilson. <laughs> Oh, he's fabulous in this show. I have, yes. I have always loved Owen Wilson. In fact, kind of funny story. My um, son's name is Luke Owen. And um, in part, it was because of the Wilson brothers. That's hilarious. (laughs) I did not know that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was one of those things where we were trying to narrow down names and we had um, landed on Luke because we liked the biblical Luke and uh, we landed on Luke. And I think this was what, 2003 and, you know, prime Owen Brothers like comedy and stuff was happening. They were both in all these movies and stuff at the same time. And I was just looking at a list of names and I was like, there's Luke, there's Owen. Hey, it could be like the Wilson Brothers. And we just kind of laughed and Rob's like, wait a minute. Luke Owen. That actually sounds okay. And I was like, done and done. So um, my little Easter egg hidden in there uh, is the Owen brother or the Wilson brothers. Um, but anyway, um, so 
he was not a late announcement. Like, I mean, I don't know how long ago he was cast, but I just remember uh, when they announced that he was going to be in this series, there was a lot of questions about it. Ashley, he's amazing. Yes. The personality, the comedy, the timing, the delivery, the chemistry between him and Tom Hiddleston and as these two characters. Uh, brilliant casting as always, Marvel. Like again, once again, you you did it and you picked the perfect pairing of actors to put together and to give us this story. And I am loving every second of the two of them together. Like love it. Just in love with Owen Wilson right now. It's just, it's been so good. <laughs> they're, they're really great on screen together. The chemistry is, it's just, it's so good. And they, like you said, they play off each other so well, like Loki's, you know, sarcasm and his still like, I'm a God, like, ah, oh, <laughs> you know, to Owen Wilson. And, and Wilson's like, eh, it's whatever. Well, mm, okay. Yeah. Cause you know, he knows, like you could be a God, but it doesn't matter in the timeline. Like the timeline is the God. You really are just like, it doesn't factor in. Right. But yeah, it's, it's, it's been, it's been really fun to, to watch the two of them together. Um, and I liked during this scene, uh, Owen Wilson, like I said, he's kind of this chill kind of plays Owen Wilson type character. Like, you know, nothing, you know, super shocking, but it is shocking because subtly in the subtext that's going on is he is doing, all of this like psychoanalyzing of, of, of Loki trying to like break him down, trying to get him, you know, get to the root of who you are and what's going on. And then we get the bomb dropped on us. Wait, am I jumping way too far ahead? I think I am. So we're going to stop right there. But the point is he's, he's pushing and pressing and asking these questions while he's showing this timeline. It's not just to torture Loki and tell him, how awful life turns out for him. Um, he He's actually got a purpose behind all of this. So, so anyway, we're back to that. They're watching this. What else happens next? Okay. So he does show Loki, you know, the whole Avengers, uh, Avengers first movie, right? That how that ends and the DB Cooper thing. That's the only thing new that he shows Loki that we haven't seen, but then he tells, cause Loki again is like, this is absurd. I don't believe in any of this. And, Side note, I love when Tom Hiddleston says the word absurd. I don't know why, but I do. Okay, so <laughs> yes, multiple multiple Tom Hiddleston-isms that I've seen in this is I've seen absurd. He says it multiple times in this series, mm-hmm. and he winks a lot. We get yep. some... I love adorable it. Adorable. I love it all. winks from him. Yes, it's been, it's been so good. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. That was yeah, a tangent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom tangent. Um, anyway, uh, so... But what was heartbreaking was to show that they know his life. He shows, well, if you hadn't picked up the Tesseract, you would have ended up in a prison cell on Thor, on a, uh, sorry, in Asgard. And this is Thor Dark World. So Thor 2, where Loki's brought back home. He's mad. He tells Frigga, you're not my mom. And, you know, she, as a mother does, is just like, wow, you know, you're very perceptive with everyone but yourself. She still like obviously loves him. You can see he loves her too. He's just, it's that little kid, grumpy teenager, like tantrum. Oh, I, yes. I, I totally wrote down immature child. Like he's just being a child at this point. Yeah. Right. So he's super pouty. Um, 
And what happens, and they show him, they're like the dark elves break in, and you think you're sending them upstairs to Thor, but where you actually sent them. And he has to watch his mother die, and die because of him telling the dark elves how to get up to the throne room. And he was heartbroken. That was an awful, it was awful to watch. And I had said a couple Mm -hmm. weeks ago to Jana, I was like, I hope they don't make us watch his mom die again. Mm -hmm. And watch him watch his mom die. Because that was one of the most powerful scenes in Thor Dark World was when Loki uh, makes the um, illusion of him being fine disappear. And you see just how broken he is after the death of his mother. And he's in Mm -hmm. that cell. So, and that was just hearing about it, right? So now he's watching it and he knows now that he's the cause of it. Like it was, oh, it was, he just broke down. And that's where it stopped. Um, Owen Wilson's character, Mobius was called out of the room because the the TVA agent that captured Loki is like, you're insane. Like, why are you, you know, talking to him? He's dangerous, yada, yada. Um, and... Loki being Loki had gotten his hands on the little time controller thing for his collar. That clicker. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I was like, I don't know what it's called exactly. It's like the remote <laughs> for the collar. Um, so he gets his hands on that and he escapes. Well, as, as much as you can escape when you're in a place that has no actual place in the world because it's between realms. Anyways, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> time stuff, mm-hmm. you know, weird. Um but this was the part that had me going, shut up. So he escapes. He runs into the clerk who kind of checked him in and took the Tesseract from him. The blue box. Which right? was <laughs> the, f- the funniest scene. Well, the blue box. And then he's like, wait, look, he's like in a, looking in a drawer, like a junk That's drawer. That's what and he's I was like, like wait. what? I was so like, <laughs> oh, oh, my God. So, yes, in the junk drawer of the TVA <laughs> where the Tesseract was just chilling. There also happens to be like a handful of infinity stones just in a drawer in a cabinet. Yes. And 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 the the line is something like the TVA is so wild or so powerful because even infinity stones are worthless. Here. Right. No magic works in the TVA. The infinity stones mm-hmm. don't work in the TVA. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, like we get those all the time. Some people use them for a paperweight. <laughs> and I'm at home going, oh, <laughs> like I'm freaking out now. Yeah, yeah. He was, uh, yeah, this is a this is a great scene, a great little uh, com- co- comedic moment, but also laying down the tracks, laying down the information that we needed to know and we needed to hear to understand this wild world of the TVA and the timelines that we're now going to be dealing with. Yes. And to know the TVA is more powerful than those. So they're outside Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. the, I guess the laws, so to speak of those infinity stones. So it's, it's very interesting and I can't wait to see where that personally, where that goes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Loki, upon seeing the infinity stones, he kind of has this realization of, wait a minute, is the TVA the greatest power in the universe? And then it's like that light bulb goes off. Like, yes. maybe I should be doing something here. Taking uh-huh. advantage. The wheels started clicking and turning that he didn't even know that this was a thing. And now he's like, oh, wait a minute. Because, you know, again, Loki's so smart and he's always steps ahead of everybody else. But mm-hmm. you see it. He is. He's any like, I think the line is something like, is this the greatest power in the universe? And so right. there we go. Uh, he clicks himself back in to the room mm-hmm. 
to watch the end of his life, right? Yes, only he didn't know it was the end of his life. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Mm -hmm. it's almost like a little recap for fans. He sees, it kind of fast forwards to Odin dying, and where Odin calls him and Thor, my sons. Um, He sees him and Thor in the elevator at the Grandmaster's Palace, where they're talking about how Thor's like, I've, I've thought the world of you like my whole life, like, mm-hmm. which is a very powerful scene in the elevator too. If you go and go back and watch Ragnarok. Um, and then he sees them standing on the, the Bifrost to face off against Hela with Valkyrie. And then the end when Thor's like, you're not so bad after all, if you were here, I'd give you a hug. And he's like, I am here, which is the very end of Ragnarok. And then we have to watch Loki die again, again, rude. It's rude, Marvel. Yes. Like, we know it happens. You could have just been like, and the end. <laughs> well, you know, I think it was important for I multiple know. reasons. Because you know <laughs> that there's those those fans out there who are like, Loki's not really dead. He just did what Loki does. He, it's an illusion. He no, looks away. He'll dead. show up later. But what, what I think was important with this was not only did we see it on his timeline of events from the TVA, mm-hmm. but those jerks, like, follow it up with, end of file like literally pointing out that's it there is no more loki story there's nothing more after this end of scene that's it you get nothing good day sir like we're done and i think that that was again smart on marvel's part because they put that theory to rest with that simple you know clip of showing us a, a movie a whole movie of his life but then wrapping it up where the tape runs out and it literally runs out with a si- scene that says end of file. So Loki is for real sees dead yes. in that timeline. Unfortunately, right? yes. Yeah, but 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 see, I this is where I think <laughs> I think possibly and I I know I'm just asking for more trouble. I say that and then I go, however, <laughs> he's in a timeline where he's trying to figure out how to change the timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think that's where his ultimate end goal ends up being. I don't think we're seeing a whole like right now he's just trying to understand what the heck is going on, but you saw when he like clicked on, oh, those timekeepers are the greatest power. Like yes. I think that's when it starts clicking that his ultimate goal is and now that he's seen this and you know and again when by the time this end of file scene happens, you saw some changes and some things come through him mm-hmm. and, and how I think he's, he's changed. So we're still at 2012 dude. Cause he still is that hilarious scampy, you know, whatever. But I'm questioning like that his motivations, like something sunk in with them, seeing him and Thor together, even saying goodbye to Odin as, you know, as that moment was mm-hmm. important in Ragnarok, seeing what happened in Ragnarok to Asgard, you know, all of this stuff like factors in. And I think, you know, is setting us up really smartly to see what could happen in the future or maybe in the past. Like, who knows, right? right? I'm just, I'm just leaving it out there that we've talked about multiverse. We've talked about timelines. Now we have maybe some um, impetus for Loki to put his hand into things. And it's not just to rule the universe. Like, I think there's a more powerful reasoning maybe for him to do that but then again i love him and i hope that that's the case right (laughs) that's where i'm at too and i mean there is comic book precedence to bring him back even if he is dead okay so 
you know. Okay. Well, happen. that's important. That's important. That's important. Strange right. things have happened in the MCU. So. <laughs> so the file runs out. Mobius shows up and they have a conversation. Yes. So Mobius has been trying to get Loki to either admit to the fact that he enjoys hurting people or to admit that he does not. And kind of like when we started off this podcast talking about how we neither of us really have ever thought of Loki as 100% bad as a a villain. um, Loki does say, I don't enjoy hurting others. And I was like, thank you. Like, (laughs) pointing Mm -hmm. it out. Loki is not a bad guy. He never has been. Yeah, he straight up, (laughs) he never has been. He straight up says, you know, I do it because I have to, um, because I've had to. It's part of the illusion. Mm -hmm. And he talks a little bit about that. And then Mobius says something like. Mobius doesn't see him as a villain. And he says that. Yeah. And and Loki says, you know, I'm a villain. And Mobius says, that's not how I see it. Right. And so, again, we're getting a little little bromance going on here uh, where, uh, you know, Mobius is reaching out his hand, trying to, you know, come to this. And then this is the point where it all, like, wraps up. This 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 episode is about to finish on, on this awesome cliffhanger where he's like, look, you know, the TVA is formidable. And Mobius says, well, I need your help. And he's like, like, what can I do? You know, what, what do you need my help? And that's when Mobius drops the bomb. Yes. So he needs his help because the variant they are after is him. And I called that when they first uh, dropped the Loki trailer. I said, Mm -hmm. they're going to need him because it's him that they're Mm -hmm. after. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So as soon as that happens and Loki's like, wait, (laughs) like me? You know, they cut to 1858 in... Oklahoma, and we see the Loki variant in action. He takes out the people that are there. He steals the time reset charges, and we fade to black on the mm-hmm. hooded figure of the variant Loki, watching mm-hmm. the destruction occur around him. So, who? Yes. Yeah, this variant Loki is not playing around. This variant Loki is definitely, definitely bad dude. Like this, this variant definitely wants to hurt people. Does yes, not definitely care. villain. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, my overall opinion afterwards, my first reaction was just like, I laughed, I cried, I fell in love with two characters, one new, one old. There's a couple of other side characters that we didn't even really dip into or discuss, but um, they were like everybody in this show, like got my attention. I am, I'm super happy with the production value, with the way it looks, with the what things that are happening, um, the potential for the story going forward. The only thing I'm a little salty about is, of course, Marvel, you big jerks, you're only giving us six episodes. And then... (laughs) And then yes. I like have to reel myself back because honestly, it's six episodes. And this this one was 51 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And the next one I think was like 54 minutes long. So that's like already a whole movie. Exactly. Right? Of Loki. Of Loki. Yeah, exactly. As I was going to say, of Loki. <laughs> <laughs> Not so, you know, else. Loki. <laughs> Loki. So, t- so potentially we've got like two more movies to watch of Loki, right? We're going to get a trilogy of Loki out of yes. just season one because – if I'm not wrong, and correct me, but haven't they already announced that there's a season two? I thought it was in still produ- just in rumor. Greenlit? Rumor mode, Oh, okay. Maybe. 
I'll check. I'll check and we'll update that. But um, super excited. And if there's not a season two, there needs to be because this is amazing. I think they'd be silly not to do a season two. Loki is a beloved character. And the fans are going to want more. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying. Okay. Kevin, well, listen to us. We need more Loki. Right, well, you know Kevin always tunes into the I mean, Miguel Fangirls podcast. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> always, always. Um, so for I know all he's time. down with this. <laughs> uh, for all time. That's right. Um, let's see. It's Loki season two. I just Googled it, and it does look like. I didn't think there was anything. I didn't... It looks like there's a date that's been leaked, but I don't know that there's been an official Marvel announcement. So. Uh, we'll see if that happens or not. But anyway, um, all right. It's getting good. It's going to get even better. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can say that confidently because I've seen yeah. episode two. Um, but you guys will come back next week for that discussion. And Ash will be with me. Mm-hmm. And hopefully Julia will be chiming in as well. Uh, because y'all, like I said, Julia is just the biggest Hiddleston fangirl ever. And um this is like her Super Bowl, and it's going to last for six six weeks. <laughs> um, so we have so much more to talk about. If you want to keep fangirling the MCU, as you do, uh, come back next week after you watch the next episode, and we'll have some more discussion about that. You can also join us in the Marvel Moms Facebook group. Uh, we're going to be talking about it. Uh, there's also the No Guilt Disney Facebook group. Both of those groups, we usually have some discussions about what's happening in these shows. Um Come and join us. Come and, you know, whatever floats your boat. We don't do DC there. We only do Marvel. <laughs> um, but please come and join the conversation if you would like to. And no, you do not have to be a mom to join us. Uh, all right. It's no fun to fangirl alone. So thanks for joining us. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye, y'all. <laughs>